You're listening to the Live Free Podcast. I'm your host, Christine, certified life coach, pain to power mentor, and creator of Embody You Mindset Mastery School. I'm here today to discuss living life after disease, disaster, or adversity, to discuss living life fully once again, a life of hope, peace, and resiliency, a life fully embodied. I utilize the lessons that I learned going through not one, but two primary cancers. I'm here today to guide you to the life of your dreams, turn your pain into power, and lead you back to yourself. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Live Free Podcast. Today we are joined by Sarah Sand of Shift Intuit. Today she's going to be talking to us about intuition and how to cultivate it and how to know whether or not you are cultivating an intuition that is helpful or useful to you. So she owns Shift Intuit in my city of Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. And what this is, is it's a gathering of intuitive counselors that are also social workers, psychologists, and what have you. And they all work on a two-part series, a holistic version of helping people. So this is such an honor to have her, the owner and operator of Shift Intuit, talking to us about intuition today. You are going to want to listen in. I am so excited. And without further ado, let's get started. Okay, so welcome, Sarah. Sarah is the owner and operator of Shift Intuit. She is the counselor, main counselor there. She is an intuitive counselor. She um, has brought life and love and heart to so many women and men, and uh, she's here to talk today with us a little bit about intuition and cultivating it, getting around the fear of intuition and becoming more intuitive. So welcome, Sarah. Thank you, Christine. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about starting with how to cultivate intuition, because we talk a lot about this in manifestation, in creating abundance. You know, we'll often hear things like, how do we um, create manifestation abundance? And someone will say, follow your intuition. Okay, that's great. (laughs) But how? How do we follow Mm -hmm. intuition? Mm -hmm. Good question. Probably like the the number one question on everyone's mind that is trying to do very, trying to do that. Um, I'm going to actually answer that question with both of those ideas linked. So intuition and manifestation, Mm -hmm. because I think one of the things that people have difficulty with is the receptivity part of it. It's not the thinking about it and the, the forward motion of it, right? It's the, the being receptive to, receiving what it is that they're trying to manifest. It's the same thing with intuition. It's the exact same thing. The exact same issue is being in a state of receptiveness 
in order to feel the slight, uh, and there's three different ways to talk about intuition, right? So I'm going to say to feel the, the gut pull, to mm -hmm. feel the body tingle, to um, hear the little thought, or to, mm -hmm. you know, feel the, the, how do you say, to just know yeah to just know okay so to I just agree. know just to hear thinking. the little thought yeah. to feel mm -hmm. it in the body um or in the heart right mm -hmm. and so to be in a so i guess that's what i'll talk about is the state the state is not a lean forward mm -hmm. but a lean back a lean back a shoulders dropped a breath even two feet on the ground, mm -hmm. maybe even a pull away from the very thing that you're trying to manifest, a pull away mental, mentally. Yeah. It's the same thing with intuition. If you want an answer on something, mm -hmm. you can't keep pouring through books or pulling cards or doing whatever it is you're doing. That's not going to work. You are just going to try to fit it into the structure of what you want what you believe is the way yeah. it should come. Exactly. Then you're not using intuition. It's like, I want what's best for me, but I want this. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah, I get yes. it. <laughs> yeah. And, and sometimes the, the path to take forward is filled with bumps and curves and valleys. And it is the path that is meant for you to take. But that's not what the mind, what your, you know, self-seeking mind wants. It wants it, you know, the best option, the easiest way to get there and the least amount of challenges. It's like, well, you're never going to learn anything then. Yeah. <laughs> and you're going to make those mistakes eventually. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so you have to take care of your state. If you want to hear your intuition, if you want to um, know the direction to take to fulfill the manifestation, if I use those words, then you have to, and not, and this is sometimes people go really big with it, like, well, I got to get on a vacation or I got, no, 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 just chill out. Just <laughs> sit and do these activities, you know, everyone's got something different, but put your feet on the ground take some deep breaths, actively drop your shoulders, go for a little walk, say a prayer to God, you know, all these things that put you in the right state. And so there's no specific prescription because everyone is so different of what calms them down. But like my prescription is prayer. Mm -hmm. That's my prescription. Mm -hmm. um, and I also hold that which I want to manifest loosely because I always leave it open for God or creator or divine or whatever word you want to use for the everything that created all of this to create mystery in my life to pull me in whatever directions right because what do I know I'm just the human being that's seen a shiny thing that I like and want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
True. Right? So I always leave it open. Mm -hmm. yeah. I always leave it open because, and that's just my belief, right? I believe in a higher power. And so that's where I go to instantly to calm myself down. Mm -hmm. And a common theme that I'm hearing, exactly. A common thing that I'm hearing throughout what you're saying is there is this surrender, surrender, surrender. You want to cultivate intuition? Surrender. You want to manifest your dream life? Surrender. That's what I'm hearing. Am I on the right track? Absolutely. Yes. And the surrender. So the practical piece is different for everybody. So let me ask you, what's your surrender? What, what is, what gets you into a state where you suspend the very thing that you want long enough to calm yourself down to then be receptive to the opportunity that presents itself that you couldn't access when you were in your wildly crazy state about thinking about what you want? Uh, for me, it is speech talking. Ah. So just being with somebody who lights me up like you and just talking, talking, talking. And then all of a sudden I'll say something that I didn't expect. And I'll look back and I'll be like, wow, that was good. <laughs> that came That's out of what I mouth. should do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah talking yeah. that is my state of surrender it's just when I get into this and for me it is a tingle like you said I love how you said there was a body aspect to me to it so for me it's a I, all of a sudden it feels like my eyes are a little glazed over in a way I, I and this it's just this buzz in the top of my head as if I've had a glass of wine or two and and by the end of the when when I when I'm really in a flow state and I'm about to say something that is going to blow my mind or or somebody else's mind it's usually when I'm in that sort of state and and then all of a sudden I'll look back and I'll be like what did I just say because I know it was good <laughs> you know mm -hmm. so, yes. so that's my version of intuition and I love that I love that you even say like what did I say because I know it was good because you weren't as much, or you weren't hearing yourself as much as you were feeling yourself. Yes. Yeah. State of surrender in this place of feeling and allowing what needs to come through. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so if we go a little bit deeper into that intuition, so for, for listeners, you just heard um, what I do to get into a state. You heard what Christine does to get into a state. Um, think about yourself for a moment. And then also, if we just veer back into intuition, it's very interesting because um, what you get intuitively potentially looks different than me because you discussed the feelings that come with it, the body feelings, all of that. Mm -hmm. that is not my strength I have that mm -hmm. but it's not where I derive the majority of my intuition from and mm -hmm. everyone's different and Christine that could be that I'm just like not as in tune with my body as I could be right and mm -hmm. you're more in tune with that it could very well just be a practice related thing I don't know mm -hmm. but what I do know is what is stronger in me is um intuition comes more into my head wow. into my mind so mm. i would say that the tingles uh show me something i don't know maybe 10 percent of the time wow but the mm -hmm. 70 which i know those numbers don't add up to 100 mm -hmm. but the 70 percent of the time it is um 
more of a mental thought. Mm. And obviously, I'm a, I'm a little ways in this game of intuition, because I use it so much in my practice, all of us counselors do. And they all know what their strengths are. And it's very interesting, because we're all different. Like Brittany, she discussed the, the body feeling. Even yeah. in, in a recent um, thing that we've been putting together, she focused on the body and how the body knows intuition. And mm -hmm. then Giselle and Donna Lee focused on the heart and looked at like the heart math stuff that the heart actually, the gut and the heart, or the, sorry, the heart registers things, I think, sooner than the, the mind does, if I've right. got that correctly. I know the gut does for sure. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the body piece, right? And then for me, I focused on the mental side of things because that's how mine comes in. Mm -hmm. I ask a question and I suspend the question. That's a big, important part. If you're working with the mental part of intuition, if that's how you get it, mm -hmm. suspend it. Sometimes mm -hmm. you get something right away, but you have to know the difference between when you are filling in the blank, like with what you want mm -hmm. and when there's a, a deeper part of your mind or your unconscious that is filling in the blank. That's important. Yeah. So how do you find hey, the difference? Yeah. It's a, it's a, I'll describe it like wine. You talked about okay. wine there before. Love um, wine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so with, with wine or even coffee or anything, any, if you talk to any expert in any field of tasting something, we'll say uh, foodie or whatever, they talk about something being like flat or full bodied, mm. you know, like if you have a full bodied wine, for example, versus, and I don't know what's the right word to use more of like a shallow wine. Mm -hmm. You can taste the difference in that, right? You can taste, say, I pull up some words. I don't know a whole lot about wine, but like the tannins and the aftertaste and all of this, right? That yeah. the people that are experts, they know what's well, the same thing with intuition. It's like if it's flat, if it's like not full bodied, I know it's not my intuition. I know that that's me, like that part of my mind trying to throw in there, like what I want, what I want I it see. to be. Mm -hmm. But when it comes from a deeper part, um, a, a, and I guess what I would also correlate that to is truth. When it comes from more of truth in me, it's more full bodied. And it's not always the answer I want to hear. That's the other thing with intuition, right? Is you have to be open to the fact that you are way off course and you need course correction. Right. Yeah. And so if, if I ask the question, there's this period of instant, instantly knowing if what I get is, um, if I'm trying to make it fit, or if it's truly coming from that deeper part. And let's say it's, I'm trying to make it fit. I know that instantly, and then I suspend it because I trust that um, a deeper part of me will let me know, or talking about it in a spiritual sense as well, I'd say that, um, the information that comes from a higher power will let me know, but there's no time limit on it. I definitely don't put a time limit on it, uh, right? Because that is the other part of me that's just trying to control things. It's like, mm -mm. I suspend it. 
And I, I like to describe it like a puzzle piece. It's a puzzle piece that I know, like I can tell that it fits into the trees, but I don't know exactly where it goes. Mm-hmm. Right? It's the same thing. You suspend it, you put it off to the side, you know, it roughly goes in here, you know, like you have an idea that's not way out in the cloud somewhere, but you leave it sit there and right. you go about your day and you go about doing whatever you're doing and your mind might come in and oh, you should do this. You should do that. That I just say, cause I can feel that it's, it's gone flat, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's me saying to me what I want it to look like. Right. And then I just be disciplined with my mind. And I say, no, we left this suspended and right. I let it go again. Wow. And so I let it go. And I know that it's a puzzle piece in the trees. And then we just see how it all comes together. Mm-hmm. Before we got talking, we, we talked about um, like how a band starts playing, right? Mm-hmm. At first it's like messy. It's like ding, 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 ding until they like get their rhythm. And then all of a sudden it just becomes music. It's the same thing with intuition and same thing with receptivity and manifestation um, that it will come in in all these different ways and you just have to be patient and, and to watch it come in into place, right. watch it come into be. Um, <clears throat> and of course you still have to work through some of the very things that prevent you from accessing intuition or accessing manifestation. And those, the major one is fear. Every Fear's time. the biggest, every time. That's what everyone says. Or the, the classic, I don't know whether it's me or my intuition. Well, your intuition is you, first of all. And um, second of all, you have that idea. You have to change the whole structure of how you look at intuition to completely rid yourself of that idea. Right. Because if you have the idea that you don't know, whether it's intuition or you, just to use what most people say, which is not accurate, but I'm going to use those words. Mm -hmm. You have to process out that idea. You have to uh, reformulate that and shift that. So you say to yourself that you do know, you do know your intuition. You have to know what's your intuition. You may be out of touch with it, you may have not used it in a decade or whatever, which you probably still are. You're just unconscious to it, but, but you do have, yes, yes, you do know. Of course, you know, what is your intuition and what is not. Yes. Um, again, you have to program a new belief. Yes. You have to see it for what it really is that you've just forgotten. You can't slice that part of your brain off or you can't hold your heart out or your gut out. Like it doesn't work that way. (laughs) Right. Plenty of research that shows us how this is. Right. So don't ever say that you don't know because you do know. A part of you does know. Maybe forgotten. Those are Mm -hmm. better words to use. I kind of forget or I haven't exercised this like a muscle since I was 10, you know? Right. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So that's the major one. Yeah. So it's beginning to surrender to the process of allowing something that is innately powerful in you already Mm -hmm. to be stronger, to start to 
exercise that muscle to start to trust it and surrender to the process of it. And all the while, if you're questioning whether or not it fits for you, whether or not it's intuition or you, as you say, which is not actually true because intuition is you, um, but it that that it is whether or not it feels full bodied and convicted or whether or not it feels sort of flat and 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 is this it I don't know what it is I really want it to be this you know and those sorts mm -hmm. of things and then another way that I might describe it is in in terms of the body feeling do you feel expanded when you think about it or do you feel contracted Mm. The, is the is the way I kind of describe it. So does it feel like there's a brick on your heart when you think of that? That would be that would be a controlled situation as opposed to a fo like following your your smoothest, easiest, most intuitive path. Let me know if I'm off point base here. Um, whereas if I feel really expansive and I just feel like I've just got a weight lifted off of me, I'm like, oh, okay, like I know what I need to do here. This feels exciting. Am I on the right track with that? You're on the right track, but I'm going to go just a little bit further out, which okay. may help some people because some people are very driven, mm -hmm. passionate people. Mm -hmm. And so I would say that there's also a point of expansiveness where then it gets expanded beyond truth. That you're oh. so passionate about something that you're just like cattle prodding yourself in a way. Right. Yeah. So the truth, and that's another way of talking about all of this, because your truth about X is your truth about X. Like it just is what it is. Um, it's to find where that, that truth hits and, and truth is like you said, it's like this feeling where not brick on your chest. Mm -hmm. Right. Even if it's like a negative thing that you have to go in right that's like right. Well, this is what i gotta do it's it's just truth it's solid it's solid yeah. and you don't have to cattle prod yourself you don't have to go yay i'm gonna do this and whoa this is so exciting and you know it's like if you're if you're having to do that you're not you're not listening to your intuition you're using not your receptivity but your will and your propelling it forward and you're pushing it forward and oftentimes when people do that they'll go farther down that path and they'll be like yeah i knew this wasn't right yeah yeah it's like <laughs> really, i was really tired so now are excited yes yes yeah mm -hmm. yeah from from you from utilizing yeah utilizing an a an excitement and a willpower and a passion um, to try to cultivate something by by being in a, a high frequency state all the time, um, because that's what they think will bring the manifestation to the other side. But then yeah. you end up feeling tired, whereas intuition is the opposite. It's not forcing yourself into be a high frequency state. It's instead being in an allowing state. Yeah, yeah. Wonderful. And it just it just lines up. It's like you know, if you've got at this point that you're trying to hit, and let's say you're, you know, two points under that point, let's call it the number five is the is the the point of intuition. Okay. Three might be the brick. Yeah. Okay. Ecstatic might be the seven. Yeah. And the five lies in this place of peace. Yes. 
peace. And there's yeah. that full bodiedness and mm -hmm. truth. Again, and I and I say truth as in an individualistic level. Like there's there's truths that we all share, and there's there's deep truths. But I'm talking about a truth in regards to manifestation of something you want to create in your life, specific to you as an individual. Wow. Ah. Uh. My mind is blown. I agree with everything you just said. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> it's fun. It is. Now, one subject, and I mean, I'm, I'm cognizant of the time here because we're, we're, we're chatting on, but one subject that a lot of people worry about when they come into, a, um, in, into exercising this intuition muscle is there's a, there's a place of fear in that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so would you say that the fear is going in the wrong direction? What do you think yeah. the major fear is? Yeah, mm -hmm. that's that's yeah. what a lot of people they have fear that that once they start to cultivate this muscle of intuition and the and the muscle says, um, you know, go right, and so then you think you're 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 just you're testing and you're nervous and you're not really sure where you're at and you go right and what if your whole life changes in a negative way, as as a result? Okay, okay, so this is a really good point. Um, sometimes the path that you need to take will still pull you into the negative it still pull you into a valley and so people have to watch that if they listen to their gut and they go into extensive amounts of challenge that that's not necessarily wrong and unfortunately what i'm doing right now is kind of blowing that that structure to smithereens which is it's like ah but i used that structure to help me with my intuition it's like i i get that <laughs> yeah however however um if we use that as an indicator of feel good feel worse or get good in life or get worse in life we don't we aren't looking at the complexity of which is in our, like the complexity that exists in our life, right? Because Christine, you know, you've been through some, some major challenge in your life in those last like three years coming out the other side, or, and I, I shouldn't say coming out the other side because you've got journey, right? But would you say that your, system took a wrong turn no right mm -hmm. no not at no. all my entire experience is the reason i'm here talking to you today exactly yeah exactly mm -hmm. and so the fear the fear of um making a wrong decision uh is it's tied to something deeper um, even mental health wise for us. And that, that's the fear of making mistakes, which is um, very much tied to more of a perfectionistic uh, standpoint, right? If you can start to reshape your mistakes um, or the way you look at mistakes, then you can shift that whole perspective. Yeah. If you can start to truly see mistakes, or challenges as learning opportunities, those are di two different things there, but as learning opportunities, then you won't care as much about <clears throat> getting the journey right or wrong, getting the intuition surrender. right or wrong. Yes. Yeah, yeah. the surrender to life is 
always for you, not to you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And even that statement right there, that the surrender to life is for you, not to you, that right there can be pulled into a more of a spiritual perspective, right? Because essentially what you just said, Christine, is that your life has purpose and meaning and you're put here for a specific reason, right? And so if you hold that belief, then you can hold getting intuition right or wrong just a little bit looser. Yeah. yeah. Um, I see. I see it. Yeah. I see the value. And <clears throat> I think I think that what uh, what we're saying here, you and I, is basically that there is no wrong per se, when it comes to whether or not you are or are not following your intuition, because it's all a process. And as you go through that process, you will be drawn back to the, the life being for you, not to you, as long as you continue to be in a place of trust and surrender and just trust and surrender and just be fierce with that. Yes. Okay. I'm going to go from what you just said, because that sparked something in me. Thank you. So from a My mental <laughs> health perspective, yes, from a mental health perspective, what we're talking about is we're talking about having a calm nervous system. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And so for people that are on here that are concerned about that, what you're really experiencing is more anxiousness, anxiety in a way around intuition. And a way of lessening that is to do a little research on your nervous system and how to calm your nervous system. Oh man, there is stuff out there today, just some gold that's out there, how to calm your nervous system. Um, and, and basically what happens is when we get anxious, we get pulled back into our, um, the back part of our brain, which is our like mammalian reptilian brain. So essentially we go into survival mode yeah. Oh, I can't get this wrong because I might die. Like you're not saying those words, but essentially that is what is going on in your nervous system. Okay. Yeah. And so then if you can calm yourself down, you come back online with your frontal lobe where you can use those faculties um, of discernment or the faculties of registering what your gut just told you or what your, what your heart is, is saying and all these different things right. that's why the state is so important from a biological standpoint you're not accessing the part of your brain that can receive or i'm just going to say not access the part of your brain that can be aware of everything going on because your pupils are doing all sorts of things and your body might be slightly you know, sweating and heart rate going up so slight that you don't realize it, mm -hmm. but you're out of more of your frontal lobe, right. the front part of your brain. So with calming yourself down and being in a state of receptivity, which is essentially a calm nervous system, yes. then you can feel everything and you can hear everything and you can see the opportunities and you you can do all that right right that is a state of receptivity right so gripping gripping to the thing that you want and always being in this on mode in this go mode is robbing you of the intuition that will get you to the place in the first place 
Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? I shouldn't say that. Not everyone. Some people are extremely determined, extremely willful, mm -hmm. and they can just make stuff happen. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Action. But majority of us, um, especially. Now I got to be careful here. I got to make sure I know the right the research around this before I say it. Maybe I'll just I'll say to be in that state of receptivity. It's not to be so willful. Right. Right. And again, everyone's balance of that is different. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. For, for me, that's what I need. I need the step back for somebody. It might be strong willfulness in a direction to overcome and conquer anything that steps in their path. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it all depends on that. Like everyone has a different with with a different intuition. Some people might get this gut intuition that like this is going to be very prosperous or this is the right direction for me. Right. Mm -hmm. And they will just hammer and hammer and hammer. That's excellent. Fantastic. You got to know yourself. Right. Yes. Is that individualistic and to you? Yes. Um, and also a, a, a broader or a macro aspect in this is for all of us that are have gone through school, you were intrinsically driven up until a certain point. You need extrinsic parameters on you, obviously, from society, from your parents, from whatever, because you have to function in this world, right? Mm -hmm. But you don't want that too, too strong because then you do things that are extrinsically driving you like, well, I should have the blank because my mom said so. I should have, not that you're actually consciously saying all this, but it is all there in the unconscious. Yes. You know, like my neighbor's doing this or the commercial said this. <laughs> um, it's a challenge. In intuition is found in an intrinsic way of life, right? What is your passion? This, I guess this kind of goes completely beyond, like I said, it's more macro, but even what you are manifesting is like, is it really in alignment with you? And you're not going to know that unless you make yourself more intrinsically driven. How do you make yourself more intrinsically driven? Well, you take quiet moments with yourself. You take those, those, you know, those pieces of paper out and you just write excessively about like, you know, what's inside of me. And, and sometimes to get there, you got to go through healing, healing pains that you've been through. Right. Yes. Of like, mm -hmm. you know, it's devastating when you start to realize that you've been so extrinsically driven that you don't know who you are anymore which is the case for a lot of this and um, then there's this painful journey back to what do I really want and challenge can be very helpful for that for sure mm -hmm. it can stop you from pushing forward um, it can make you wake up to priorities and what really matters to you um, and so it's kind of like you know, earlier we talked about, I don't know if we had recorded yet, but about 
creating a solid foundation. It's like, what good is manifestation if you're extrinsically driven and you don't actually know who you are and what you really want in your heart? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a coming home. Yeah, exactly. If you're, if you're not, yes, you're absolutely right. Is that, that, that listening to this, um, this speech, this talk that we're having now, you may not be in a place where cultivating intuition is at the forefront of your mind. You may be in a place where just coming home to who you are and beginning like to, to learn about who you are as a person and what some of your limiting beliefs are and, and starting to deprogram them. It might be, that's the stage you're in as opposed to the stage of like consciously manifesting all of this money, if that's what it is that you want. Right. Um, right. So cultivating that intuition and getting into a place of surrender might be the first step before the actual, you know, I'm a, I'm a manifester of blank. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, where are you in your process and creating that foundation? Yeah. That's beautiful. And the, the best way to start that Christine is to just start telling the truth, no matter what. Yeah. Love if that. You, it's very powerful. If you just commit yourself to telling the truth um, in every given situation that is being called forth by you, you know, you don't go around <sighs> You just wait for things to come to you because there's a lot of stuff. But yeah. <laughs> when you when you commit to that, because essentially, what did you start doing that you became so extrinsically driven and and focusing in this direction? Well, you started lying to yourself. Mm. So just start telling the truth. Always just com just commit to that. And then slowly but surely, you'll start to unwire the bullshit that you've told yourself for the last how many years. And it, it doesn't have to take X number of years, the same amount of years to unwire it. No. You can unwire it in a actually fairly short period of time if you just stop lying in habit in daily life. And someone may, may be listening going, well, I'm not a liar. I don't lie. It's like bullshit. You lie a little bit, even if it's just a little bit, you might stretch the truth or, you know, say something that you didn't really need to say, or, you know, you're talking about something that you know nothing about. Oh, that's classic for us, right? As a human race, it's like, look at me, I'm important. I know so much. It's like bullshit. Yeah. You know, <laughs> maybe a small percentage of what you said is actually true. So yeah. if you can just start to commit to that, then your intuition will get so much stronger. Yeah. It'll get so much stronger because intuition, another way of saying intuition is it's your truth. It's your yeah. truth. So how do you get better at intuition? You just tell the truth. Uh, as I habit. love this. I, I have an entire week on integrity and in, in my, ah. in my large course. And, and I did not realize until just now why that is so important. That is beautiful. Yes. How yeah. closely they're tied to one another. How closely they're tied. That is beautiful. And you know what? It's a, what, a lot of what you do too. I, I'd love to talk a little bit more about what you do um, in, in shifting to it is that you're doing so much of that deprogramming, aren't you? You know, you're, you're, you're doing so much of people moving through and getting to a place of, of their truth and, and, and creating that foundation. Am I, am I on the, am I on the right track with that in, in, within your counselors in, in your, in your business? Yes. Yes, definitely. Um, 
I think anytime you're doing counseling, uh, there's, there's always deeper truths. And so that is like at shift into it, that is something we are very committed to, um, on a few different levels. So on our, on an individual level, you know, mm -hmm. there's, there's always things that we're posting amongst us or discussing or even questions around values and integrity. And like, we're, we're constantly driving in that direction because I think that's how you can serve other people best. It's not by, you know, helping them find their truth that will come naturally, but it's you knowing your truth as an individual, because you just show up with that energy. Right. So it's something that uh, here at shift that we take very seriously of getting to know thyself better. Um, yeah. And then of course, just working with people on that because we, it, it comes down to telling ourselves lies and we are so out of touch with that truth that we don't even know we're telling ourselves lies and they all start with little lies and little lies and they get bigger and bigger. And, and so at shift, one of the things that we do that actually, I shouldn't even necessarily say shift, but all counselors, what they're trained in is to listen very, very, very well. And that's the practice that naturally gets better when you're a counselor because you sit and you listen and you listen because it's not your story, you know? Um, you're not talking for 80% of the session or more. They are. And so it's very amazing, Christine, I'll tell you people will always tell you, they will always tell you their truth. You just have to listen very carefully for it. Sometimes they say it in a, in a manner that's um, nonchalant or, or like slightly off their course that, of what they're just, what they're saying. And that makes a good counselor to go, oh, what about this? You just said this. Yeah. You know, what, what did you mean by that? Love it. Yeah. yeah. And then so, you draw in the intuitive as well, on. you yourself and all of the counselors, you draw mm -hmm. in the intuitive of what as well. So you'll get this nudge, this mental for you, you'll get this mental thing that says what they just said, we need to dive deeper there. Yes. Okay. Yes, exactly. Um, and so it's, again, from a counselor's perspective, um, getting yourself into a state of receptivity. So one thing that we do in sessions is we open with a prayer. Yeah. We open with um, putting ourselves into a state. And if you think about it, let's say uh, the average counselor has four clients a day and they work five days a, a week. Um, and so they're doing 20 sessions in a week. They say that prayer 20 times a week. Yeah. Beautiful. 120 times a month that they're saying something of the along the lines of um, connecting to a higher power, mm -hmm. um, honoring all that the person is, mm -hmm. even outside of themselves, because we our minds come from a long ways away. They come from the people that were here before us. Um, and then saying to themselves that them um, and the counselor or them and the client to be centered. Yeah. And that's kind of like the three aspects of the, the 
prayer that we say at the beginning or the intention we said at the beginning, whatever words you want to use, is connecting to something greater than ourselves, acknowledging what we are, and then centering ourselves into a little, even a little more peace. Love it. Yeah. Oh, and man. So then you can hear so much better and you can feel so much better and use your strongest faculty of intuition, which I said it's different for all of us. Each one yeah. of us counselors are different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, and it's extraordinary. I, I can attest um, for anybody listening, watching, that uh, I've been with many of the counselors there um, and I've been able, I've had the opportunity um, to, to meet them and to see their individual styles. And they're all such amazing counselors with such specific mm -hmm. ways of intuiting. Um, so mm -hmm. yes, no, I just, I, I love it at shift and, um, I encourage anybody listening, um, to connect. So how can they connect with you? Yeah. Um, so we are a, a virtual service. So phone mm -hmm. or over the computer is how we connect with people. We can connect with anyone across Canada. Um, and you can call or text our main number, which is 306-992-5773. And I'm sure you're going to put this information somewhere. You I will, yeah. Okay. So there's the number that you can call or text, mm -hmm. or you can book right online at our website, which is simply uh, shift into it dot well net or ca they both work but shift into it wonderful i'll, I'll put yeah. that all in the show notes okay well it was a, it, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on um the podcast as well as I know that I want to do a digital version of this within one of my courses so that we can see all of the nuances of, of the conversation and, and uh, our facial expressions and all of those sorts of things. So um, yeah, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you. I'm so, so grateful to, um, to kind of dig into that brilliant mind of yours that you've been cultivating for years um, and, uh, and help other people to, to connect as well. So thank awesome. you so much for being on the podcast. Absolutely. It's always a pleasure to, to talk with you, Christine. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you found expansion with this last episode, then that means that others will too. And the best way to get the word out about the podcast is by leaving a review. I would be so grateful if you could leave me a review and let me know how you felt about the podcast. Included in the show notes will be everything that we talked about today, including all of my transformative programs. Change is just on the horizon, my friend.